0: Hey there, this is Ed Townend and you're listening to Rata Control. This week's episode is with Kizzy Crawford, a musician you have had the pleasure of knowing for a few years and I've worked with her once or twice as well. Uh, Kizzy blends all kinds of different styles into her music which can range from just voice and guitar to loop pedal work and all the way up to working with a live band and even sometimes an orchestra. Kizzy's been kind of like a new voice for Welsh music in recent years and I'm really glad I got the chance to meet up with her and talk about where she's been and where she's going this year. Uh, just forgive the background noise a bit. We filmed this in Kitty's mum's house and we occasionally interrupted by a couple of family members and a and a whining dog <laughs> at some point. podcast podcasts also a bit briefer than usual podcasts. Um, I didn't really like stay too long with Kitty, but I think we kind of we covered quite a lot. We fit a lot into the time we had together. So, um, yeah, I hope you really enjoy uh, this conversation as much as i enjoyed having it with kizzy and uh make sure you listen to the end as well so you can hear kizzy's new song progression so yeah here's my interview with kizzy crawford enjoy so i started these did you manage to listen to any, any i play? did yeah. yeah
1: yeah and i yeah thought they were really cool some of the ones i've seen um maddie i think you did and yeah the, um the guy from
0: junior bill yeah yeah junior bill. yeah yeah the junior bill ones are like the first one i did so it's a bit rough on the edges but like
1: it's cool though it's really
0: cool yeah and yeah, so I've been doing these for now since uh oh, since last May, mm-hmm. I think. And I've done this would be the twenty third one.
2: Wow. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so yeah, I think that that sounds about right.
2: <laughs> that's a lot.
0: No, twenty fourth one. Okay. Cool. Um, because yeah, and I kind of wanted to do it where I was doing it continuously, mm-hmm. and then that's not as more difficult <laughs> yeah. than I I expected it to be. So I kind of um i had to give up a little bit and then come back to it what i did from the start was kind of i had a list of names that i wanted to kind of people i wanted to talk to and Mm -hmm. i think you were like top five (laughs) (laughs) because i think what what always ends up happening with us too is that i get to see you at a gig like um if i if i'm free to go to a gig and like I, I get to see you but because you're at in that kind of environment it's kind of hard to have a proper conversation yeah we, and we always go oh we need to we need to meet up and have a talk like at some point and mm-hmm. it's, <laughs> and we're all just we're just kind of it, it's it's unfortunate that like that's the way it, it works now like that you know what I mean but kind of like with jobs like cars, you don't mm. have that time like even like some of my closest friends in in Cardiff like I mean I live in the same city as them I see them like sometimes I only see them like once a month because that's our jobs. It just sucks. Yeah.
1: No, it does suck. Yeah. yeah.
0: So it's nice to see you. Hi.
1: Yeah, it's really nice to see you as well.
0: Thanks for the beer and everything. <laughs>
1: yeah. Um,
0: you're but yeah, it's, um, to kind of set the scene for people listening, it's it's Saturday night and I'm in at the van and it's it's lovely house. <laughs> like I love walking to people's houses and kind of being taken by how comfy they are. <laughs> <laughs> Casey's mum over there, being, being quite proud. of I don't know, I don't know. Um, but because I think I I have to host the podcast quite a lot, and my flat is just kind of basic and spare because I don't have the time to make it comforting. So I like being in that kind of environment where it's just quite relaxing. So, so it's really nice to be somewhere like that. It kind of just yeah, I wish I could kind of sell down somewhere enough to to do that to my my environs
1: yeah it's one of the reasons I like I really like coming to my mum's just it's got a really cozy vibe here mm-hmm. it's really nice
0: I mean it's it's half seven so I don't know what it looks like but I kind of turned around when I parked and kind of went that's probably a really nice view it is yeah. a really
1: really stunning view it's it's incredible it's a huge mountain and it's just the light that shines on the mountain at certain parts of the day it's just it's it's amazing and the the trees and it's just like you feel like you're in the middle of nowhere, but then, mm. you know, 25 minutes down the road is Cardiff. And, you know, it's just, yeah, it's stunning. That we're all, um, like, I only live um, about five minutes away and I've got a similar view and it's just, yeah, it's amazing.
0: It's kind of something I forget about in, in Cardiff sometimes that I live so close to nature like that. Mm. And it's not just, like, nature as in, like, just fields or something. Like, it's, it's, the, it's the valleys. I don't think you get, you have to... Look really hard to find places like that in England or yeah. like elsewhere, and it's like, yeah. but it's right here
1: in Wales. Mm. And there's areas around here that I take my dog for walks, and they're just like you, you'd expect if you were, for example, if you were in England, um you'd expect there to be loads of people mm. uh, everywhere um just exploring the area because there's like some stunning walks uh and views, and yeah, uh, you'd expect them to be more popular. But I hope with time and in the future they will become more popular because it's, uh, it's really amazing.
0: Yeah. um i think they they get quite popular when it snows so.
1: yeah yeah when it yeah it's it's incredible when it snows
0: yeah oh my god yeah i can imagine i I, ha- I haven't had the fortune of seeing it in the snow yet so i would love to see that
1: i did recently when well when it snowed uh, mm. last year um end of last year it was yeah absolutely yeah white everywhere and just yeah, stunning.
0: So is this the house you grew up in?
1: It's not, no. no. Um, my mum's only had this house for a couple of years. Before that, uh, we lived in a house on the other side of the, the valley uh, in Merthyr Vale. Um, and before that, we were in Hjandailor, uh in Carmarthenshire. And before that, we were in Aberaeron. So we've moved about okay. quite a bit. But um, this is kind of, feels like it's kind of like this, the final stop. We found our place. <laughs> we've yeah. all got our houses in in the same area mm. and and yeah and it's really nice just to yeah to be really close to everyone in such a beautiful setting
0: i think i think it's really i think you're quite lucky to be a young person with your own house
1: <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. I am yeah I'm very very
0: <laughs> and, lucky yeah again it's something I'm really jealous of because I I'm, I'm renting and I'm, I wish I could own my own place but it's just not not a possibility but it's kind of yeah to have a house and feel kind of home especially like in such a beautiful place it must be, it must be
2: nice
1: yeah yeah I'm I feel very lucky to yeah have what I've got at my age definitely it's yeah it's a privilege and and it's but uh, you know I, I've I've got my own studio and mm. and I'm you know that's where I work I work in you know surrounded by all this amazing scenery and you know my family are really close and then um it's really easy to get to places from here for, for work and mm. yeah it's all yeah it's really cool
0: so you said this isn't where you grew up you grew up
1: uh so I grew up uh in Iran in West Wales mm-hmm. I look on the west coast uh by the seaside oh. uh, so that was really nice um we lived there for about 10 years and we also lived in um, a village just outside Aberdeen, uh in a big house um, all together it was a really really cool place to grow up in because again once again the scenery and the countryside was just everywhere all mm. around us and yeah the people were lovely and and that's where I kind of started to get my my love for singing and being on stage and performing um just through um being introduced to the welsh language uh and taking part in the ace dead fods and and stuff like that and um there's always like singing competitions going on that i was you know wanted to be involved in so that's where that sort of came from and i definitely built a lot of confidence through that Uh, and then we moved to um chandelor in Carmarthenshire. I uh, lived there for a few years and towards the end of that period I started writing my own songs. I was about 13 and then we moved to, to Merthyr just because uh, I'd started to want to do gigs and um, do more stuff to do with music and um, and there was more opportunities kind of a bit closer to Cardiff. Mm-hmm. So we chose, yeah, to move to Merthyr and things sort of then took off for me. Uh, I won a competition, a singer-songwriter competition, uh, the RCT in Merthyr, one and that um gave me the opportunity to uh, to record my first EP with Amy Wodge uh, and then from that I met my manager um who I've been with since and um yeah just uh, doing gigs all over the place really. yeah
0: so that that kind of what you said about um being introduced to singing because the yeah, I said and stuff I think that's that's like definitely quite a Welsh thing yeah yeah and like and then you and you said about that you're introduced to singing through the Welsh language. Do you think mm-hmm. there's like a certain link that that you don't get in in with English, or is that kind? Of...
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, like for example, like uh, recently I've been doing uh, quite a lot of work with uh, children. Um, from uh, recently filming um, a kids TV show called uh, Tpne on S4C, uh, and and that's working with young children to like write songs about their area and stuff and um, I find that when I interact with children in Welsh, it's it's far more easier for me than when it is when I'm speaking English. I feel way more comfortable, and I think that does come from. And I'm, I'm really natural with children as well. I feel like I can sort of become a child child again. You know, sort of. Um, it's very comfortable for me. Uh, and it's sort of like that's how it was for me in school. You know, um, talking through the Welsh language to my friends, it was it was. Yeah, it came more naturally to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was a way that, it was something that I used to to fit in because I, I felt like the odd went out quite a lot, uh, but I had the Welsh language there uh, to help me feel like I was a part of, of everything. Uh, so, and when I'm, yeah, when I'm writing songs, I always, I, I'm always, uh, currently, um, any song I write, I'll translate it into Welsh or into English, depending on what language I've written it in. Um, and I always really, really enjoy the process of writing in Welsh, um, or translating into welsh just because it's such a beautiful language and the the way that i can express myself in the welsh language it, it's just a really it's a, it's a really nice thing for me basically <laughs> it's something yeah. i really enjoy
0: it's and it's, it's interesting that you like that you talk about that kind of the way you've translated stuff both from both ways mm-hmm. like you you don't necessarily write in one language you write in both yeah um because uh you can kind of hear it in some of your songs where. Um, I'm trying to think of what song it is now. The uh uh-huh. So did you write that in Welsh first? Uh
1: that one I I wrote bilingually. Um so I I wrote the first verse uh, uh in English first and then I wrote the uh the chorus. Um but I sort of was, I was getting ideas But when I was thinking about what I wanted the, the song to be about and the lyrics um I was getting ideas in both English and Welsh, mm-hmm. like ideas for for lines in both languages. So that was, yeah, it, it was the it was the two at the same time in That's, with okay. that particular one. It's
0: interesting because a couple of times now that I quite like hearing either songs from people who where English isn't their native language, mm-hmm. which is kind of not not really true for you, but um where they're kind of coming up with uh, lyrics in English because or. In fact, um, when you like read the translations, because they kind of they write in a much different way to say an English person or an American person. Yeah, it it seems to me it seems quite um, without guards, without like. pretense or kind of they're they're less embarrassed to write what they what they're actually feeling Mm -hmm. and it's like it's not really as wrapped up a metaphor or if it is metaphors they're kind of quite interesting metaphors yeah and that's what i found with your lyrics is that the the way you kind of wrote that song like it's one of my favorite songs of yours because Mm, it's like the lyrics are really interesting to me and kind of um especially that first verse like i love eating i hate the effect uh and i love the web but i hate where it gets me and it's like, I just, I just thought that, that, that's why I was asking if it was, if you wrote it in English or in Welsh, because to me, I thought maybe you wrote it, those are the lyrics used because it sounded good in Welsh. Mm-hmm. But in fact, it's the opposite. You just wrote it because that's how you felt. And that's kind yeah. of like, that's, I really like that kind of brave songwriting <laughs> because I feel so much now that like lyrics can kind of just be shrouded in a metaphor because people don't want to actually like say how they truly feel. Yeah. And I just, like, that's the music I engage with is stuff that kind of is very kind of honest. So I yeah, just want to oh, say thank that. Thank you so much. <laughs>
1: that is like so nice to hear. <laughs> really, really nice. I'm so glad that yeah, to hear and, that.
0: and that song as well that Jared is about. Um, so you kind of explain it when you, when you sing it live. It's about um, a pond skater mm-hmm. and how you just feel like you're kind of going through life like a pond skater. Which it's again, great amazing metaphor <laughs> thank you <laughs> uh, and it's like yeah and I, I kind of so I, I'm trying to remember now um, when I met you seems like it's a long time ago
1: yeah was it at that gig where uh, no one came was yeah. That when you were sound checking.
0: <laughs> yeah, I was doing sound in four bars. It wasn't the fact that no one came. It was because it was an 18 plus gig.
1: Ah, uh, yes. And, it's, it's and always... I brought some friends and they weren't allowed in because yeah, they were under 18.
0: <laughs> yeah, it was Yeah, it was in four bars, which is like yeah. no longer a thing. And that was even before you started doing the looping stuff. And yeah, I remember that and kind of going, wow, like this is great. This is great. And then I saw you a couple of weeks later and you, were, I think maybe you had been doing it before. Like, I don't know. But it, to me, it felt like you'd in a couple of weeks you'd learned how to use a loop pedal and we're doing it amazingly <laughs> and I was just like that's not even that's not fair
1: <laughs> I did I sort of what happened was I had uh, I think it was quite not long after that gig I had a competition where uh, yeah uh, to write a song b- to perform a song and, and then win a prize basically mm-hmm. uh, and there was like maybe three four other contestants um, for to get this 200 200- or five hundred pound first prize, mm. um, and I really wanted to get it because uh, I think I'd I'd recently done the other competition, the sing songwriter one, and and then this one it came up, and I just yeah I wanted to win again. <laughs> so um, I bought a loop pedal, um, one of the uh, I, the Boss RC one. I can't remember what, exactly what it's called, but the first is... oh yeah
0: because you had the smaller one yeah. at the start yeah yeah, yeah so I yeah. just
1: had one with one pedal one mm. phase. Um, God so you couldn't do a lot with it um well, was, yeah, but it
0: was amazing like i i completely forgotten you used only used one yeah and then you still would manage to make it So, <laughs> thank
1: you but I, I basically i practiced so much the day it came through the post i was just like on it uh, and trying to work it out and how can i use this to create a fuller sound uh for this competition uh, so i can win it <laughs> um, and uh i Started doing kairos kind of um mm. on it, uh, and uh, I sort of um, I learned how to loop my vocals and and create big stacks of harmonies, and uh, and used it in this competition then. Like well, I got second second place, which is which was cool, mm. really cool. Uh, and then from that from then on, from that after that competition, I just yeah I was I was using it all the time for every gig that I did. Uh, and then I added an effects pedal to to use with it. And yeah, it's it sort of just became a thing that mm. I did.
0: When I I kind of first saw that a, a long time ago, I, I I talked to Mike Dennis about this. There's this guy called Yov. Uh, from Oxford and that was, I'd kind of seen that loop paddling stuff done before, but um, it was, yeah, like I said, it was a bit kind of like, oh, okay, now she's added an extra thing. Like she was already good enough. Like you <laughs> had to make, you have to make it like more complicated. It was an amazing tool for you because I think a lot of people kind of just looked, like looked at you with face value and kind of went, oh, it's just a, you know, another girl with a guitar and then you started doing this thing with a loop pedal and and everyone would just shut up like i remember um there was a gig you were playing downstairs in club and um i literally heard the room go silent like it's not very many times you like you hear that where the room just shuts up because they're captivated and then like i was so kind of like yes <laughs> i was so happy for you i was like yes perfect i didn't even know if you noticed but like i, t- I
2: can't even remember it was that. um
0: he was supporting a band called brothers oh yeah who are now yeah. who were became, became tibet and then the kicks and i think i think dom griffin was playing that as well yeah. and like that was yeah i remember because i was filming you at that and i was just mm-hmm. like i've still got that footage and just going yes great <laughs> oh my
2: god cool
0: yeah so that that kind of that that element was was really interesting for me. Are you still doing loop pedal stuff?
1: I am actually. I've recently started doing a lot more. I've been sort of doing a lot of gigs with uh, the double bass uh, mm-hmm. this past year. A lot of kind of laid back acoustic jazzy sets, mm-hmm. and I've sort of yeah, I haven't been I haven't been doing many loop pedal stuff. Uh, but um, I recently had a gig in London uh, in the social, and mm-hmm. uh, I really wanted to impress because uh, record label was there and um i decided yeah i just want to put a loop pedal set together again i really want to do this it's one of the things that people find most kind of impressive i guess mm-hmm. um and uh so yeah i put um a new set together uh, and it was really fun it turned out to be really fun and it's i want to do more of it now and the gig went down really well uh and yeah i'm just uh, i think every gig that comes up now i'm just going to i'm going to try to do it with the pedals, mm-hmm. um, unless I'll be doing it with the full band, which I hope I, I can do, because that'd be awesome.
0: Yeah, because I saw you at Tavel. Uh-huh. I think that's the last time I saw you play live and you, you weren't doing it. And I was like, it. you don't need to do it necessarily, but it just like it adds it adds to it. And it's mm-hmm. kind of because you can perform. It's just I think it kind of it breaks down. It kind of it adds it adds an element which makes people like sit up and notice a little bit more and not the I'm trying to kind of weird is right <laughs> not that your music doesn't do that on its own it's just it's kind of you know people can so easily now tune out from what they're they're doing because i yeah again it's, I've, I've done shows where i've seen you and people kind of tune out and it's just been so frustrating for me because i'm just like no you're not listening <laughs> like and it's, it's happened a couple of times at shows like other shows i've been to and it's kind of it's one of those things that i get a bit annoyed about because i just don't i can't the idea of background music just doesn't exist for me i mean how, like, I can't even, I bet you can't even come up with the number of how many gigs you've played now.
1: Yeah, um, I have no idea. <laughs> a yeah, lot, it's
0: like, in the hundreds, obviously. Yeah, um, yeah. But is there any kind of way you deal with that? Or is that still something you kind of have an issue with? I just,
1: if, if people aren't listening, then I'll just carry on. Uh, and if, if I if I see that people aren't, if a lot of people aren't listening, then I'll make more of an effort to get mm. them to listen. So maybe I'll do something impressive with my voice. <laughs> um or uh sing louder uh talk more in between songs or um yeah switch around the songs maybe so one of the more upbeat ones and and usually by the end like more people are listening uh and it's it's, i've noticed with with certain songs people respond better to like um one of the songs i did in the london gig uh i used the stems from uh, a track that I'll be releasing soon, uh, a, a new track which which is uh, is going to be on this album that I release later on this year, mm-hmm. uh, and people really responded well to that. They didn't um, expect it. Um, uh, it was really really upbeat, really mm-hmm. loud, uh, full full on production, uh, clean production, and uh, that really got people interested. Yeah, like if I have a set um, and the order of the set isn't sort of going where I want it to do, um, kind of. In engaging the audience, then I will sort of switch around a bit and do something.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, and the, that kind of that kind of adding to to already um just a, so, a solo performance is kind of something I've seen quite a lot of now. <laughs> Which you know, in some ways, I like really enjoy it because I'm I'm all about making music more complex. I love it, uh, but then having it broken down to the simplest parts often is. I really enjoy that. That's why I like filming these things as as kind of plainly as possible. Like when I do the sessions. Um, because when you break down a song to its just bare minimum, that it should be as strong. And I, I do think that is the case, but you're right, you kind of need to capture people's attention a bit. Yeah,
1: more. yeah, especially when you're up and coming. Yeah. Um, which I still am um, and have been for a while. Um, but I've, I've been, you know, really lucky to. To become kind of well known in Wales, and and that has just been amazing for me. Um, It's given me so many opportunities. Mm. Uh, And now, sort of like the next step is to get out, uh, do more gigs across England and other parts, um, other places in Europe, and yeah, as, as much as I can get out there.
0: Yeah, when when people ask me like who I've worked with in the past, I'm like, and I say you, like ninety nine percent of people know who you are, which is why I'm so happy. Like it's great (laughs) because like obviously I work with Junior Bill quite a lot, and you know it's it's less so, but it's with you, it's kind of like everyone seemingly knows who you are, and yeah, you've kind of hit that point in Wales, kind of of minor celebrity <laughs> yeah it just it must be kind of weird
1: yeah it can be sometimes because yeah I forget Um especially like I, I think it's also because like where we live like there's not such a big access to to Welsh music it's getting it's getting there um, especially with um we're really lucky in Merthyr to have Zoa, Zoa theatre and the people who work there because uh, they like really make an effort to bring more Welsh um, events um, to Merthyr. Uh, and that, and there are other people who are doing the same and uh, youth and stuff like that. Um, but like in this particular area of Aberfan, uh, I've only heard maybe two or three people speaking Welsh. Mm. Um, and there's not really anyone my age uh, who I've met uh, who speak Welsh. Um, one of the things I'd like to do in the future is bring a festival to Aberfan, a music festival, mm. uh, and put on a lot of Welsh acts and stuff just to kind of bring that to here. But yeah, because I live here, I sort of, I don't feel like a celebrity, but then there, <laughs> <laughs> there are other places in Wales that I go to where more people will notice me uh, if mm. I'm out and about. It happened a lot after I did the, uh, I sang Carolan for the Six Nations. That mm-hmm. happened a lot in Cardiff. People were noticing me in Cardiff. But uh, I because I'm working a lot of the time, I don't kind of go out an awful lot like walking around. So mm. I, I'm not really that exposed to it, but then when I am out doing filming and stuff and people recognize who I am you know I'm so I'm kind of used to like knowing how to yeah like to deal with that just like if it happens randomly when well, I'm not expecting it I'm just, like, I can sort of kind of switch into I don't know I guess character in a way um <laughs> and uh, yeah but um but yeah it's just another part of who I am it's not necessarily a character it's just well yeah another part of my character
0: you, you kind of have um, to kind of cheery and kind of yeah like, even if you're having a bad day it's kind of like yeah, yeah you got to yeah. do that I, I remember like at table as well you kind of were talking about because there are lots of kids around you kind of you know you kind of had that that role model mm-hmm. kind
1: of Ex- kind yeah of thing. and it's
0: yeah. especially because like now you are on s4c quite a lot mm-hmm. well quite a lot I don't know I
1: mean, yeah <laughs> uh, quite a, cu- a couple of people have said to me over the past year that every time I switch s4c when I see you <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm not sure if that is in- entirely true um but yeah, there's a few things that I've I've appeared on um, and uh, especially doing TPN, which is a great thing. Mm. Uh, that was awesome because, you know, I've got a whole new fan base now of mm. kids um, yeah. from, you know, that age group and which is awesome. That,
0: um, that was what I really liked about that set of table as well, because I'd been there with my daughter early in the day and then I, I kind of came back to see you. And there were so many kids in that tent. and It was mm. just like, I was like, this is great. This is like, <laughs> this is what I want. You know, I, I've always had a thing about... Um, getting kids into music and i don't even like using the word kids because i think that's yeah but um but kind of getting young people into music because otherwise we if you don't if the earlier you start as a musician the better you're gonna be and i I, again that's the case with you because you said you started writing songs when you're 13 like that does show now because the stuff you know i i got a preview of the stuff that you've worked on and you know like it's just i don't because i remember when we were because i was working with you before you went to glastonbury yeah and you were going oh let's let's see what songs you can play like and you went through like about 10 songs in 30 seconds and i was just, I was just like what <laughs> <laughs> like how have you got that those that many up, up your sleeve and they all sound like amazing but it's just so like how how many songs can you write in like a week or something i don't know
1: um well um i it, it it just depends on how I'm feeling. Like sometimes I, I could I could pull out, I don't know, one complete song uh, produced and everything and like proper lyrics. I could do that in a day because I love working on the production side of things now. And and then, yeah, if I was just writing acoustically, I could write write a song in, I don't know, an hour. Um, I've got loads. Uh, and then other times it, it might take a few days for me to finish a song or even a few weeks. Mm-hmm. Uh, it just depends on... Yeah, how I've started it and how what the lyrics are to me and how quickly they're coming to me uh, and where I'm getting my inspiration from at the time. Like if I've had like a really hard time, um, then it's kind of quite easy for me to pull out a song really quickly because I just have so many things that I want to write down, uh, sort of like a diary and then there is all the sort of working out how I can write that into a song and not make things too obvious and too sort of depressing or too to this, to that, uh, and sort of bring poetry into it as well. Uh, mm. And it's a it's a really great outlet uh, of songwriting, just of emotions and uh, just how I feel. A way of expressing myself It's mm. it's a really useful thing. And whenever I'm if I'm feeling low or even if I'm feeling really happy, you know, I'll, I have songwriting to go to if I want to express those feelings
0: yeah i'm so jealous of that (laughs) (laughs) i wish i could like get feelings out through through and doing something productive but it's yeah it's not not a thing but it's (laughs) it's kind of um, that's that i'm really happy that musicians get to do that because i feel like it's so important um i mean i I get it out in other ways it's fine (laughs) Kind of jump back to what I so what I usually do with these podcasts is ask two questions at the start and two questions at the end. So, the first question I ask is uh, Do you have like a first memory associated with music? Kind of, can you remember the first thing you remember that had something to do with music?
1: I, when I was really, really young, when we lived in Oxford before we moved to Wales, uh, we've had this piano in in all the houses that we've lived in, the same piano, uh, and we used to play on it. Uh, when we were really really young and I remember trying to work out how how the keys worked and and stuff Uh, and I also remember a time where I got um, a present when I was about two or three um, uh, a microphone set um, uh, with a fake tape um, recorder thingy uh, and I was just singing uh, Steely Dan into the microphone and uh, loving it And that was when I started my love for Ste- Steely Dan. Yeah, um, Steely Dan have been like such a big like influence to me musically. Just like understanding jazz and and those chords uh, and how they work and in harmony uh, and like how you can use like clashes and in harmony to to make things to affect how you feel. Um, and yeah, Steely Dan taught me a lot about that just by yeah listening to it all the time um from when I was really young all the way up until now I still listen to it to them um often and
0: it's kind of like a that jazz education is you you often get some kind of popular music musicians uh did that in inverted quotes <laughs> um uh who are kind of learned learned through jazz or kind of have those jazz kind of things but I you know did you ever kind of get taught jazz or was it just something you just picked up because you were listening to it
1: yeah it was mainly because um of the sort yeah my my mum played a lot of jazz when we grew up um so it was mainly just from listening to it and and associating it with with good times and yeah being happy and and stuff and yeah it's always something that i've um any sort of music that has jazz influences mm-hmm. or is in that genre, I, you know, I seem to really, I really love. And it's one of the reasons I started playing uh, with a double bass quite a lot recently mm. uh, because I just love the sort of what that brings to to my songs. Like it's that jazzy element. And, and I've, uh, with a lot of the, the songs that I've been writing recently, there's a lot of, there's a lot more jazziness in them. When I first started out, I was like more focused on folk, uh, mm-hmm. folk jazz fusion but i've sort of slightly just drift, drifted away from the folk for a bit um now it's not something that i've left behind completely because i still every now and then i'll get an idea for a song and it turns out to be really folky um, and, and when i say folky i mean like nick drake joni mitchell mm. sort of those sort of vibes but yeah like we re- more recently i've been sort of trying to fuse soul r&b uh jazz um and then yeah f- together uh and uh and then bringing the folkiness through my lyrics i guess um, using metaphor and poetry yeah. and and stuff like that and traditional ways of writing and how how i can sort of make those two things work
0: yeah cuz i so i think that yeah the difference between folk and jazz is like they're almost opposites because with jazz it's about un- unconventional unconventionality and yeah. unpredictability and with folk it's about tradition mm-hmm. so it's quite interesting to fuse those two things i think yeah, it it comes across uh, because you kind of... <laughs> yeah, like I said, you, you you someone might walk into a room and see you play and they don't, they don't expect the kind of unconventionality of it, like the way you kind of structure a chord so it's not perfect or like not not what you were expecting. And yeah. that's kind of another element I really liked about your music when I first heard it because I was like, oh, this isn't just four chords and, and lyrics. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, you know, there's I also don't think there's anything wrong with that. I think some of my favourite music comes from uh people who are just so simple about their music but then you know it depends what kind of mood you're in
1: like yeah it does and, and I've noticed more recently as well because I uh, all, all, all the time I've been songwriting from when I was uh, after my first year of sing- songwriting I sort of wanted to do more experimental things um and so I've always sort of tried to stay away from the basic chords um and for chord progressions uh just because I, I want to be different and I don't want to do a you know everyone else does but then like more recently i've been listening to music where it does only consist of like four chords or even just one chord and mm. just like appreciating that and, and and realizing that you know you can do some really awesome things with like basic yeah. structures and chords and i mean of, yeah
0: yeah it's like the simplicity of it it's like it it, it comes across quite well like yeah. uh, it's to do and like looping as well you can kind of because you when you loop you kind of have that consistency it's yeah like, you can't always you can't stray away when you when you loop. Mm-hmm. Um, someone I, I I go on about these podcasts all the time, but it's, I, I can't help it because uh, someone I really like now who uses loop pedals almost to an effect where it, you're not conscious that she's doing it um, is an artist called Julian Baker. Okay,
2: I'm
0: and um, uh, yeah, and I I found her record year before last, and then couldn't stop playing it for six weeks, um, and every time. Yeah, every I've seen her twice now in London, and I cried all the way through both times. <laughs> but, it's, it's, but it's just such like heartfelt. Oh, that's such a crap word to use. Uh, it's 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 just like really kind of emotional and kind of really hits you. Um, and but it's very simple. I mean, it's not so simple that I can play it because I've tried. But because she uses this loop stuff, looping stuff, um, and it's kind of like the backbone of what she does. She has to keep it quite simple. And so in doing that, she has to kind of um, make it more effective. Right. And I think that 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 kind of, I think that's something to, you know, people should look at as, as kind of quite clever. But again, you know, it's just it's just as clever as being unconventional as well. So mm-hmm. I think the, kind of having the two things are kind of.
1: Yeah. I got, I need to check her out. Um, yeah. She sounds awesome.
0: Yeah. She, yeah, she is. <laughs> so yeah, the second question I asked kind of, you know usually at the start but I, I've kind of abandoned that asking the questions at the start thing. so It's just like it's I don't know I just don't like hearing the same thing over and over again like fair enough. yeah it's with, with podcasts especially is because you hear them over and over I listen to quite a few and you they repeat the same stuff but it's because some people might come in and not necessarily um have heard the rest of them so they kind of have to do it but yeah um so the second question i ask is do you remember the first record you kind of chose to have so not necessarily bought or was not necessarily given to you but like the first one you like i want that record and it was kind of your own choice
1: i think the first one that comes to mind when you ask that question is uh omar there's uh, this is not a love song uh and it's um one of my all-time favorite albums uh, and it's one that I've listened to on repeat ever since I was like I don't know, seven or eight. Um, and I still listen. I still have the same copy and listen to it hmm. all the time. Um, and yeah, it's it's one that I never get bored to listening ever. Like there's albums that you can listen to over and over and then eventually you'll get tired mm. of listening to it. But with this one, I can just I can listen to it every day and not get tired of it. Uh, and it's been a big part of like uh, I've copied like some of the ways that he uses his voice just without n- not even realising yeah. um i tend to do that with the sort of music that i listen to yeah i just like well it's influence isn't it uh I'm, I'm a huge fan of his work and just the way he sings and uses his voice and produces and the way he writes his songs uh there's a few where he's used metaphor and and uh when i realised that um because when i first started writing uh, i was obviously doing um a lot of kind of welsh music inspired um songs uh kind of folky and uh acoustic and um really focusing on um bringing like welsh poetry into things and i was i was listening to a lot of joni mitchell as well uh but then i I was at the same time still listening to omar and stevie dan stuff like that but i was more focused on like writing songs and thinking that me writing songs um it came from it just came from the folk side of things and i hadn't kind of introduced the jazz element to anything yet um but then i yeah i started listening to the um, one i know summer i was listening to that album quite a lot omar uh and uh i just yeah i just decided right i want to write music like this i want to be producing stuff that sounds you know that fits into this same sort of category uh, and um yeah uh whenever i'm kind of if i if i ever have sort of like a a creative block or yeah. something or just feel like oh i'm i'm not this isn't going anywhere i'll listen to one of his songs so yeah yeah my first first album that i was really interested in was that one um omar this is not a love song I where
0: did where did you find that then do you remember
1: uh, my mum gave it to me ah. uh, it was hers, i believe and uh, yeah, I've had it ever since. And that was when I was, yeah, when we were, I think it was probably like not long after we moved to Aberaeron, so I was really young when I had it. Um,
0: so what age did you move to Wales then?
1: Um, I was three. Okay. Um Yeah, when we moved and I, so I started school right on time. Yeah. Um, yeah. And uh, we, so we've always, yeah, we've been here ever since, never thought like, we felt like we wanted to go back just this it's home. It's mm-hmm. home, and I feel like I'm a Welsh woman, and yeah. you know, like it. I have very. I do have memories of living uh, in Oxford, but uh, they're quite faint, and I don't have many. Um, I've been. We've been back a few times because my dad used to live there, but um, I don't really feel. I, I do feel an attachment to it because I was born there, but, so I'll always have that. But um, I where I really feel at home is here uh, in Wales, and more recently in in Merthyr
0: area mm-hmm. in the valleys where. <laughs> so, but that and you were saying um that getting in touch with the Welsh language w- made you feel like you were more more Welsh like ob- obviously I know that, <laughs> that goes without saying but like um I think particularly uh again I have to dance around my words here particularly given your background like I think it kind of it makes a lot of sense to kind of I think you might have obviously seen as outsider like c- can you kind of I'm uh, <laughs> it's kind of kind of a difficult thing to talk about obviously but y- you don't have trouble doing it because you wrote songs about it. And I think that's kind of again it comes with a lot of bravery and a lot of kind of but I don't I don't wouldn't see how you couldn't write songs about that like cuz it's such a kind of important part of your your life and your your upbringing to kind of have those those challenges but to kind of embrace them at the same yeah. time. Yeah,
1: definitely. Definitely. I mean there's been a lot of challenges Um, Just uh, one of them comes from just, like, moving around quite a lot and going to different schools and stuff and, like, always being the new kid uh, and having to fit in. And I was never very good at making friends, but one thing I always had in common with the other kids is that I could speak Welsh. Mm -hmm. Um, So that really helped. Uh, And I was really good at music in school. I really loved music, so the music teachers always sort of kind of really uh, embraced me, I guess, Mm -hmm. and helped me out and...
0: I don't think many people kind of, you know. Obviously, there's there's cases of that, but that kind of doubles your kind of love for the language in that sense, because then you you kind of associate it with belonging and kind yeah. of and fitting in, and that's why it's probably so important to you as a second language. Like I don't, I mean, you get you get artists that kind of start in Wales and start with the Welsh language, and maybe they get more successful and they they kind of ad- abandon that. But I don't think. I don't think I I can't see you ever doing that
1: no it would be quite mad for me to (laughs) abandon Welsh language I mean it's a part of who I am I need to keep on top of it because it's true like when you leave school you notice the difference like you're not like completely surrounded by it all the time so um luckily with my job I get to be quite often but not as much as when I was in school you know every day all day every day and 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 you do start to forget words um -hmm. and uh Uh, because it is it's a difficult language to learn anyway as it is and i was doing welsh a level and i was still like learning new things every Mm. lesson like about the welsh language i didn't know before like just about the rules of how you use the language that stuff i didn't know only yeah i've only found out when i was doing my a level so and so yeah i need to like i i make sure that i speak it when i can at home and um that i'm doing work where which involves me speaking it and that i'm Keeping on top of my writing my Welsh music and um, mm-hmm. it's it's really important to keep on top because like I've met I've I had friends that I was in school with that you know have already like got to a point where they don't speak it anymore mm-hmm. at all and you know they they've forgotten a lot about it and and it's it's sad and it's important to keep it alive you know because it's um it I think more people are starting to speak it though and respect mm-hmm. it and which is great and and I hope that I can help with that just by you know producing writing Welsh music and yeah definitely and
0: um, yeah it makes me kind of want to know more about it and kind of because it's like I said like I really enjoy finding out what what songs are about like after the fact but to know it straight away would be you know just as like even more valuable and I unfortunately for me obviously being kind of from an English family and and then growing growing up and having to learn Welsh as a second language in school and. It kind of just became another subject for me rather than a a kind of thing I was really aware that it was an important mm-hmm. um and so in that sense, I kind of now' have missed out on it. I think a lot of stuff that happens with language is that if unless you learn it from quite a young age you, you don't you never pick it up properly, yeah, so that's the kind of that's how I feel about it, and I wish I could kind of be better at it like um and I still kind of try and try and embrace it as much as I can and learn a bit as much as, as I can but you know kind of having the time to do that and the kind of the brain capacity to do that
1: is kind of difficult so it, it is hard yeah, yeah. It, it is really hard um like yeah I've just got to make sure that um yeah I keep listening to new Welsh things and um just so I can yeah because like it's it's when you're not in school as well like I do I've there's been occasions where I've had doubts about like how good my Welsh is and mm. And I get worried that people think I'm a loner because of how I look, and maybe sometimes because I don't speak with a lot of confidence all the time. When I, I it's my own worries. I don't know how mm, true they well, are, but yeah, um, yeah. but yeah, when you haven't been in school talking, well, she do start to like worry. Am I speaking enough? Do I know enough? Like, am mm. I keeping on top of it? Yeah, I'm, yeah, really keen not to lose that. Uh, so yeah, I try to surround myself with people who speak it as as, mm. as often as I can. It's, it's
0: always interesting when I talk to um my friends who who english is their second language and they they kind of they will apologize or like um say that they they're not very good at english and i'm like no you don't like you are <laughs> like yeah um they but they explained to me as well recently that because they learned it from such a young age it's like it's not like me learning uh, another language or something mm. but but to kind of i think the the other thing is that you you kind of do have a hold on it because you create poetry with it. And I think yeah. that is, you know, no one can ever tell you you can't speak Welsh.
1: Because and it, you... Yeah, exactly. And it is like Welsh and English were my, both of them were my first languages. Because like when I was just starting to speak English, I was learning Welsh in school at the same time. I sort of, um, I learnt them at the same time that both languages really. Um, I guess I have, uh, you know, there are occasions where I'm more confident in English just because my family are English and Mm. we, you know, they're an uh, English speaking family home. Um, but, uh, but then there are occasions when I'm writing songs where I find it easier to write in Welsh because just, I mean, that particular verse or something, it makes more sense. But the things that I want to express, they're coming out easier in Welsh. Mm. So, you know, it's, um, I, th- it's, yeah,
0: yeah. It's I think different. just the, the kind of the way welsh is and the, the the syntax of welsh makes it easier for it to be poetic mm, yeah. i I've, I've found that um because there's a lot of kind of you can move into words a lot with a lot more grace yeah. <laughs> in welsh than you can in english because it, it's because it's i don't know it's there's some language scholar could tell me why mm. why but um there's a lot of kind of stops in English, whereas in Welsh it can kind of be very smooth. So I think yeah. that, that, that helps as well. Mm-hmm. Um, There's okay.
1: been quite a, f- a few occasions where I've had gigs and uh, people have came up to me after and saying, was that Welsh you were singing? Oh my God, I've never heard Welsh being sung like mm. that. And that's happened quite a lot of times. You know, I, I mean, I don't know what people expect Welsh music to sound like whether they think it's all kind of old-fashioned, <laughs> um, uh, sort of traditional... Uh, but it's not. There's like a whole Welsh music scene with so many different sorts of styles, and mm-hmm. you know, um, yeah. There's a lot of good stuff to to be discovered yeah. out there. And
0: I, I mean, you know, obviously working in in music in Wales, I've I've kind of witnessed that, and I've I've witnessed the the good side of Welsh music and the, the maybe the not so good side of Welsh music because you know there is that kind of obviously it's really important to kind of preserve it and kind of use it as much as you can, but. Mm i feel you know maybe it's just my opinion i don't know but there i feel like there is some welsh bands that kind of get a bit more credit just because they're singing welsh mm. and i don't yeah i don't know it might, might be a bit of a thorny issue to to talk about but <laughs> but yeah and but then again there are there are some like amazing like welsh bands like chroma i absolutely love and, yeah
1: i was wondering if you'd mentioned chroma yeah because they're,
0: awesome. they're just it just you know it doesn't matter if you because Katie's just drops between both languages and they're, they're both as effective its and language.
1: like that was so exci- i was so happy to see that as well because i was in school with Katie. Mm. um and you know i when when i was in school with her when i, I was doing welsh a-level with her i think she was in my a-level class uh, for welsh uh and at the time i was doing lots of music outside of school lots of gigs lots of like different bits for tv and, and stuff like that lots of work and so I, fi- I was finding it really hard to keep up in school i think um yeah she I didn't I didn't like see her like doing like music or anything uh, in the way that she has uh, started to now and it's just like awesome to see uh um and the sort of music they're writing and the band and the look and everything it's Hmm. it's really cool um and yeah it's something I just didn't think of or expect when I was in school with her and she's she's a great person anyway um and but yeah now like she's out there doing this and it's awesome and
0: i i really love that idea of kind of bringing that welsh music um not just to england but like around the world as well because you kind of it it should be known around the world and i you know you've you know i don't know you tried to go to america at one point yeah (laughs) didn't 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 really work out yeah i mean
1: they didn't like me (laughs)
0: I mean, I'm sure now if you tried, it would be even worse.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I, I just need to make a, an album, which uh, people, there's some people in America who want me to tour over there and then they can get me over. <laughs> so,
0: that's good, great, fantastic. Because yeah. um, that's the thing, because you were going over to play a folk festival was, in yeah. America. And, you know, I think in America still, they embrace that, that kind of music, whereas in Britain, it's kind of, fallen by the wayside or kind of been a bit transformed
2: mm-hmm. um yeah.
0: and the way you like the way you were saying you kind of you wrote folk music was because it was kind of closer to you know stuff that you were listening to but also because it's kind of quite a welsh thing mm-hmm. um and it's traditional in that sense so with that so like there are songs like the starling and and kind of some of your folkier things but then you know i i don't know like one of the really songs I really love of yours that I don't know if you still play is Hall of Mirrors.
1: Yeah, and actually, that's that's really interesting you say that because that's something that is just I, I've recently started to think about doing stuff with, uh, and I, it will be released as a on the album hopefully. Okay, great,
0: because um, that that was one of those songs that I kind of. It, <laughs> I mean, I'm not that much older than you. I'm 26, and you're 21. Okay. So I am a bit older than you. <laughs> but it's kind of one of those things that um when I first met you, I think you were 17 seven. Sixteen, 17? 16 probably. Yeah. yeah. And then I heard that song and I was like, How are you writing that at sixteen? But then I've got this whole thing about the fact that I think when you're a teenager you kind of a bit more you're a bit more expressive, a bit more open with your feelings mm-hmm. as well. And I yeah. think that that's kind of that came across. And that song to me was like so mature. <laughs> And I really, lo- I really loved the lyrics in that as well. And Thank it kind you. of, it sounded, it sounds like you should, like you should be playing that in a coffee shop in New York, rather than kind of like. <laughs> Hopefully, I will be at some yeah,
1: point.
0: Yeah, and it's, it's, it is kind of one of those songs, and it, it shows that influence, and it, it's, it was amazing. And it, yeah, it's kind of when I was going through those songs for the first time, I think um, I was so amazed by kind of how, sorry, I'm gushing now, but how like different each song could be, mm-hmm. and. And like I said, like when you kind of rattled through those songs, like before Glastonbury that time, like I was just going, oh my God, like how, how much more is there that I haven't heard yet? It's like, so with this album kind of idea, is there, how much can you talk about?
1: Not an awful lot yet, because, uh, but soon hopefully uh definitely around may time i'll be able to like release more information (laughs) (laughs) but it's uh, it's basically i've been working with um a producer called willie weeks who's amazing and he's really kind of got and understood my sound i did um a writing session with him when i was like 17 i think um uh, like a a week of kind of work uh, workshop sort of things uh, writing with different producers and other writers and artists uh, and I did a session with him uh, and a guy called Sam McCarthy and we wrote a song together and it was uh, it turned out really really good and it was sort of like from then I sort of realized like, I, I want to do more of writing in this style or with this like sort of production um, really clean and uh, polished and like upbeat and groovy hmm. uh so um i uh did some more writing with him last year and i think the year before as well and uh, i did another writing session with with him and sam but yeah more recently i've been especially after the burglary that i had last mm-hmm. year and where i lost a lot of music uh which was on a hard drive that was stolen um i uh started working with him more uh, to sort of uh, recreate uh reproduce uh redo basically the, the mm. tracks that were lost um and he's done a really good job on uh, a few of them and we've also written some new songs together uh so uh those will be released at some point this year on on the album uh along with some of yeah some of my songs uh, that i'll produce with him
0: so yeah, yeah. so right, it's interesting you talk about this kind of writing sessions. so yeah with with like writing sessions and stuff i think um a lot of what the first impression of someone saying oh, i've writing with so-and-so means oh you're not writing it by yourself but i don't i have learned that that's not the case i think that's quite a close-minded thing because you you learn from someone else when you write with them
1: yeah
0: i think that's really important so can you kind of describe how you would go into one of those sessions because I think it's really um
1: well with him uh it's uh like that it's more like a co-production um uh, of like bringing the music together, and then I'll come up with the lyrics uh, myself. Uh, that's what we've been doing more recently. Um, and with the sessions where Sam was there as well, uh, we just kind of bounce ideas off each other lyrically. Uh, Willie would be just kind of focused on the production side uh, and the music, and and then yeah, me and Sam would would do would do the lyrics. Um, and yeah, with any writing session I've done uh yeah when I'm writing the lyrics with another artist I recently did one uh with Al Lewis which was which was really great uh some some of them have been difficult uh some of the writing sessions I've done and others have been really easy so it just depends like how just depends how I work with uh with that person and like I guess like how much of the same music we listen to or um uh, if, if if we listen to similar music it it's tends to be easier i guess um mm. but not always like sometimes it's just like the person and how yeah how they write uh it's it's hard to describe but
0: um yeah i'm it, it can be because i think it just comes down to a feeling doesn't it yeah
1: and yeah and, and in that moment like what ideas like two people have in one moment uh that they can bring together and yeah like how you bounce off each other with ideas so but, it just depends
0: yeah and i don't i mean there's all this talk about it, it's not it's not true to kind of write with other people but I don't think that's the case that's, at all. yeah
1: that's rubbish that's, <laughs> it's total rubbish because Cause like sometimes it can work out really well
0: yeah and it's it's also because you know there's only so much you can do on your own like yeah, yeah. um you know and like you said you're not it's not like you're giving the everything to them you're bouncing stuff off each other and yeah if, at the end of the day if you don't like something they've written you don't have to play it mm-hmm. it's like yeah yeah. So your career's kind of gone, I don't, I wouldn't say up and down. <laughs> it's just, it's kind of eb- ebbed and flowed. I think yeah. that's a better way of saying there's it. There's
1: been really busy occasions and other times where not so much has been going. Yeah.
0: On. And I, yeah. I think that's kind of, you know, it's as someone who wants you to be successful, it can be quite frustrating, but I also, I understand it because there's, it's not an easy process to kind of maintain <laughs> a life where you are being creative all the time. And I, I know that because I've done it um yeah uh so it it does make sense, and to kind of put your all into something and then it not maybe not work out the way you're hoping it would can kind of lead to those situations, but are you kind of now in a place where you are moving forward
1: yeah, yeah, there's been some okay uh some times over the past couple of years where. I, I don't know, like, last year I did uh, an acting job. Um, I had an acting job uh, for a drama called Keeping Faith, in Borra Uh It was filmed in Welsh and English. Uh, so I was doing, like, a lot of acting last year, which is new for me. So that sort of took me away from the music a bit uh, for, for a period of time. And then, yeah, there's been times where I've kind of... There was an occasion where I wanted to go to, to BIM... Um, mm. And I decided not to in the end, but that was sort of uh, over a period of time, over a year. Um, I was kind of wondering, oh, do I need to go to college? Like, should I? Is this the right time? And and then uh, yeah, I decided against it in the end because I just wanted to uh, and yeah to do music. Uh, and and then I've, yeah, I've been doing bits of TV work. And, and now I think like this year is like my year to. Um, I really want to release an album uh and uh, i've released like two eps so far um and i it's like um there's more that there's so, i've got so many songs uh, just waiting to be released uh that they're all ready to go and yeah i just want to share them with everyone so i'm like now this year um uh i'm i'm with a, a label now um and uh they're going to help me release this album and we'll just see what how it goes uh, and what sort of response we get and uh, if it's good then hopefully I'll get a lot more gigs in other areas uh, of the world and be doing like lots of touring and that, kind of that's the dream really it's, yeah. where, it's what I've been working towards ever since I started just you know getting to that point and I'm just hoping that this is my year so
0: yeah I hope so too cool um, so I start off with two questions or I kind of kind of start off with two questions but then I, I finish with two questions as well so the first of those is what's something you've been listening to uh quite a lot recently and it doesn't have to be something that's been released recently but like something you've kind of just been listening to over and over again lately
1: um uh, recently i've been listening to thundercats new album drunk uh i think that's what it's called you, yeah you went yeah. drunk whilst you were <laughs> <to it. laughs> uh, and yeah it's incredible Um, like just in love with it <laughs> and just him i i only discovered him um like september um, no not even september like november last year maybe uh and i can't believe that i hadn't heard of him before uh, and yeah i've just became really obsessed with his music and that album so yeah i've listened to a lot of him uh and i've been listening to a lot of kendrick lamar as well uh, i'm gonna see
0: him in two weeks amazing I know I'm so excited wow <laughs> well that's the thing isn't it it's because um he worked Thundercat and the McMahon worked mm-hmm. together I think on the last two albums yeah um so he's kind of been getting building that profile and I think he worked with Childish Gambino as well
1: yeah and him he's another guy who mm-hmm. I've just started listening to he's
0: crazy when like yeah when Awaken so My good. Love came out I was like he's gonna love this yeah yeah <laughs> I just thought because it's just so kind of it's I don't know, it just it just made me think of, like, what you'd be into, and I was like, yeah. great, yeah. And that is, yeah, that's yeah. what I'm into right now. Yeah, Definitely. that's such an interesting album, and um, I think he's releasing more music later this year, so I'm excited for that. Yeah, and Thundercat is kind of he's interesting because he's a bassist, mm. and uh, you don't get many bassists to kind of strike out. On yeah, so it's interesting. I, I guess that does that come through in his music? I don't, I don't know. Yeah,
1: yeah, cool. it does. Yeah, I, I was just like watching. I didn't realize at first that he was playing the bass. I thought it was an electric guitar, but then mm. I realized that like, he's actually holding the the whole band together while he's singing these really complicated like like movements in voice, and and at the same time his hands are doing all this crazy stuff like as if he was playing an electric guitar but he's actually playing bass notes as well as like fills and uh it's just like incredible really impressive like i'd just love to work with him one day (laughs) (laughs) oh man that would be amazing (laughs) yeah
0: (laughs) and then the the final question i ask is um again it's one of these things i keep repeating and kind of sick of myself hearing it but um it it used to be what's your favorite record of all time but i had so many people go i can't answer that question (laughs) Um, is that a question you can answer
1: uh, that's yeah it's really hard actually yeah. i've got a few <laughs> um
0: but so in a, so the way i've kind of rephrased it is it's either what album has had the most impact on your life or has had the most influence on you musically, so do you think you could is that too yeah and again, that might be too difficult of a question.
1: it is very hard because there's quite a few there's probably a collection of like maybe ten albums mm mm-hmm. Uh, which I, I couldn't list right now because yeah. my memory is terrible. <laughs> but, um, like, one, again, like, Omar's um, This Is Not A Love Song is one of them. Corrine bailey uh her first album is another mm. one as well. And um, Donald Fagan, Morph the Cat. Um, they, they're among some of the, yeah, the many that have been huge influences on, yeah, on my sort of, yeah, writing. Cool.
0: All right, I guess, yeah did want to keep it quite brief this one because i usually go on and on and on but kind of there's a lot to talk about and i could go off on tangents but i i feel like to keep it quite brief and you, you i'm really happy because you, you've talked a lot more than i i kind of get sometimes i talk to people and they um they kind of clam up a bit but you've been great so kind of, thank you
1: well, I think I've got. Okay. it's really really cool to to talk about music. Yeah.
0: I I don't think I've ever had someone finish a podcast and say I didn't enjoy that. <laughs> so um yeah, I hope it kind of helped to kind of talk things through. But um yeah, yeah no, thanks thanks for having yeah. me and everything. Thanks No, thanks them. for coming. It's, it's yeah. a pleasure. Um yeah, I really love doing these and I think yeah, like I said, you kind of topped that list for a long time that I wanted to talk to you and I kind of I tried to get to, I'm glad I convinced you to do it as yeah, well Yeah, <laughs> no,
1: me too. I'm really glad you did as well. Yeah. yeah. This is cool.
0: And yeah, I kind of really Hope that this year is great for you.
1: Yeah, thank you. Good cool. to you. <laughs> Thanks, Kitty. <laughs> thank you, Ed.
0: And here's a song I recorded with Kitty this is Progression. <laughs>
2: See my thoughts, the winds so up leaves, they carry my troubles right away, they turn to memories, and then I start to find my way, my way, my way. In a couple of years After all of my tears When I'm in my face There will be progression Down the line i feel i feel This journey is dragging along And I just want to break out the window To climb the mountain Oh, 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 but I'm all tied up in string Cause I feel like I'm in such an impossible Situation Yeah, oh Some people they tell me my age is the reason I rage about life all the time. Just get me off the line, there will be progression. In a couple of years, after all of my tears, when I'm in my face, there will be Quest your
0: thanks to Kizzy for having me at her mum's house and thanks to Kizzy's mum as well and her family for letting me kind of intrude on their quiet Saturday night and and record with her I really really enjoyed that conversation listening back to it it's really kind of I'm really excited to see what's coming next from Kizzy especially from someone who I know is so brilliant musically and I guess that's just yeah it was really exciting thing to look forward to this year hearing her new album and hearing what what else she's got in in store for for 2018 i really love that song as well uh there's a particular lyric in it like i mentioned a couple of lyrics that kitty's written which i really like and there's one in that uh some people say my age is the reason i rage all the time and the way it's just delivered in the that that sentiment as well is so kind of like important to me at the moment and like i'm really glad she managed to articulate that in such a poetic way something i could couldn't really convey myself um I hope you enjoyed that. I, I know it's a bit briefer than usual, but um, yeah, kind of. I wanted to, kind of stay as 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 long as was kind of acceptable, rather than going on and on for ages like I usually do. Yeah, So next week's podcast is with um TJ Jaffer. Uh, that was quite an interesting uh, one to record with him. He kind of ha- has a very probably like the longest history of someone I've talked to. In one of these podcasts, and that's kind of it's really interesting, and I kind of just like let him sit down and talk with me about like all the stuff he's done and all the stuff that like he's really interested in, and and the the way he, I don't know, it's just very very interesting conversation, and that's next Wednesday, um, the twenty eighth of February, and then after that, I haven't actually got anything else. I haven't recorded anything new with anyone. I've just been very busy over the past um couple of weeks, and. for for very good reasons and so I unless like something unless I really kind of go go to great lengths I don't think there'll be um, many podcasts straight away after um, the next episode so it's kind of um, it's good good number to round off for a bit Uh, doesn't mean I'm gonna stop doing them completely because I've got plenty of people on my list of people I want to talk to Um, so yeah it's not going away it'll just be going away for a little while especially seeing as the Cardiff Music Awards coming up. And while I'm kind of working in between all the jobs that I do, there's that to kind of focus on as well. Yeah, so voting's just open for that. It will close on the 23rd of March. And then the, uh, the winners are announced on the 29th of March in Tram Shed. And you can buy tickets for that as well. Performing at the Music Awards are AfroCluster, HMS Morris, Rainbow Maniac, and Girl Talk will be doing a DJ set. And yeah, it should be a really good night. It's it's just over a month away. and Yeah, yeah I'm kind of really excited to to have that event come roll around again so if you want more information about that just head to uk. vote for whoever you want um i'm not gonna sway you anyway and yeah buy a ticket because they're they're cheap and i don't know it's just gonna be a really good night i hope so that's it for this week's podcast i'll see you next week with dj jaffa thanks for listening